Welcome and thank you for joining us. At Worship Harvest, we believe that we are a movement of the gospel, discipleship and mission. And we are committed to catalyzing spiritual, social and economic renewal in our immediate communities and as a result, the world. Here is this week's teaching. Everyone is expecting some money. All right, so welcome, welcome. Uh, if you haven't got yourself a copy of this book, The Straightforward Financial Growth, you need to do that because uh, much of what we are going to share in this series is in here, but then we've got lots of new information that's going to be helpful to you, and we're yep. going to share lots of stories that are not in this book to demonstrate the things we are talking about. Uh, why do we do this? Because we believe that money is extremely important in the kingdom and that you are more effective in your mission if you have the resources to do it. So I'm going to share with you some things and then I'll be inviting my friends here to uh, augment <laughs> uh, or share some stories that have to do with that. So this is what you should expect through this series. One, uh, you should expect uh, why the why of the Sam Kamani, and that's what we are dealing with today, expect it, mm. expect it. And then uh, we'll talk about getting it, keeping it, growing it, and giving it, but we start with expecting it. We want you to be established in yep. the knowledge that it is good, prudent, godly, and proper for you to expect Sam Kamani. In fact, someone has already corrected this on Facebook. They wrote and said, I'm expecting some good Go money. <laughs> so, right there, right there, right there. So, uh, this is going to be awesome. And we're just taking time to get you ready, started, settled, sit down. Uh, make sure you get all the distractions out of the way because the only way you can change anything about your life is by changing what you think about it. Yes. And that's what we are going to help you do right here to help you change your thinking. Now, I grew up in a Christian home, so to say, with very loving, super Christian parents. Mm. Uh, they loved me, and I never doubted their love for one single moment. However, uh, money wasn't a topic of discussion in our homes. Money wasn't a topic of discussion because for, what, for whatever reason, I, I, I believe that they lived out their faith out of the, uh, the revelation they had. And that didn't include discussing financial issues. In fact, growing up, later on, I felt as if money was some sort of necessary evil. Like, mm. we could do without if, it if we would, but we couldn't. So, let's get whatever we need to go through life and not anymore. Now, sometimes when you're poor, it's very hard to tell because you might be surrounded by people who are worse off than you <laughs> and you actually look not yeah. that badly off until you travel out of your village no. and realize that in other places, people wear shoes, yes. uh, you change clothes, they don't always wear their school uniform. So, uh, it's, 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 uh, some of you, you may have been conditioned a certain way, and I, I know that right now as we start, I want you to assume you're playing football, but the pitch is at an angle and oh you're playing gosh. uphill. Safe, safe, 
That's your situation. That's your situation. Your Sisyphean <laughs> yeah. thing. Yeah. That, so, you know, when, when the pitch is like this, even when you kick the ball and you aim at the goal, yeah. by way of gravity, it goes all the way near the goal and turns around and comes back yeah. to you. That's what's happening to you mentally as far as money is concerned. How do I tell? Because of the resources you are handling right now. Your bank account is a theological document that tells you about what you know about money. So that's why I want us to humble ourselves and get in this and continue learning together. Let me just ask these ladies maybe to just chip in a little bit, then I get started on the scriptures. Yes, Angela, welcome. <laughs> Thank you so much. That mind thing is an incredible thing. My story is a bit different. I have not grown up around luck, but I have grown up thinking that it's, 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 it's humble not to show off. Okay, it's a, it's a thing of humility. Of, you know, you make some people feel bad. Mm. Mm? Don't make people feel bad. Be normal like other people. So there's a part of you that wants to be wealthy, but your mind is stopping you from being wealthy because you think, I must be humble. And then you come into church and they cement that humility thing where you're like, hey, be humble, be humble. Where it's not okay to talk about the fact that maybe you have a lot of money or like everything has to be be humble, be humble. And, and, that, and that thing stops your mind and you stop to see the reason why the big reason why you need money, because your mind then starts to think that the reason I need money, let me just take care of my family. The good human thing to do, take care of my children, take, you know, make sure they have an education, make sure they have some food, because if you have a lot of money, it's a lack of humility. So mm. then you miss the big picture. Yes. Of There's a lot more, like, look, eh? The Bible says don't worry about what you will eat or yes. what you will wear. That those things already God is going to take care of them. That there's a, there's a bigger reason, there's a bigger picture. So the purpose for earth is much bigger than your survival. Yes. As, especially as a, a child of God and as a believer. Yes, B3. So um, the books, The Secrets of a Millionaire Mind, he writes and says that your most important asset is your millionaire mind, not the money yeah. in the bank. And that most people are unconscious even if they are alive. I personally, that's my story, is that you can have a mindset about money and not even know that you have the mindset about money. Yes. Mm, you don't know what you don't know. You don't know. You, you actually think that you, you think wealth is okay and good, but let me tell you, the results you have financially are feedback about your mindset. Yes. And so for me, that was my feedback, is that I couldn't retain money. I was always waiting for a miracle. And, and yet, and I had a theology about money that I did not know I had a theology about. Like if you had come, I would have been like, no, I don't believe poverty is okay. But actually, I think I did because I was more comfortable with little than a lot. Mm. So it, it, money made me uncomfortable. Money conversations, I, I even got to a point where for me, when people started talking money, I switched off. I can't explain to you. Like my mind went blank and I switched off because I told myself, I don't, I don't understand money. I don't, and there's no point. One day money will show up. But it also showed up in my, you know, the adventures that I took on and, and the poverty at the earlier service, you know, Mose picked on me a little bit and you touched a little. Maybe we will go there eventually in the story. But I know for sure now that what you think about money and the why, yes. it's the why. Because the things that, 
that I, I have a clear why about. You will never unconvince me. I'm, yep. I'm, I'm, yes. I'm immovable. Yes. But when the why is not clear, why must I be rich? Because is it when you start making it a perversion and what in your mind, yes. the why then determines the results because you will be on and off. What? So for me, that's my story is that my why about money was never clear. I, I, the thing you said, it was a necessary evil. It was like, why should we have money? Mm. What's the point? There's no even point as long as we can take care of each other. There's no point, so I'm not going to pursue, and I had scripture to justify it. Yeah. Pursue riches, or what? There were so many scriptures I had around it, but the thing is that I was unaware of what that it was. That you had hard. a mentality. Yes, yes. Yeah. Awesome. So you find that then most times there are going to be two extremes. One extreme are those who think money is not important, money spoils people, money will prevent you from going to heaven, give me just enough so I don't steal or brag and all of that. So then and my, my experience is that the majority of the church has embraced that position yes. of yes. just uselessness as yes. far as economic things are concerned. Wow. And then on the other hand, you have those who go for it and it's all about them. Yes. And I think Paul addresses that when he talks to Timothy about the love of money and mm. says, for which some, having strayed from the faith, have pierced themselves through with many sorrows. So, uh, uh, so the, the, there are extremes. And the truth is always somewhere in the middle. If you drive near the trench, you will not get home on the left or on the right. You have to drive the car near the middle of the road. That's how you get home. Yeah. So you have two extremes. Those who believe that poverty is good, and it's part of God's agenda. And those who believe it's bad, and, but they are going to really work hard and kill people in the process to make money. And that's why we have to address, address the issue of why, because one writer whose name I forget said that when, when, when the purpose is unknown, abuse is inevitable. Yes. When the purpose is unknown, abuse is inevitable. We just finished our series on... Uh, families, on victorious families, when the purpose for marriage is unknown, abuse is inevitable. When the purpose for ministry is unknown, abuse is inevitable. When the purpose for the church is unknown, when people think that the church is this strange thing Jesus developed to feed all your idiocracies, idiosyncrasies, then abuse is inevitable. When the purpose for money is unknown, abuse is inevitable. Let's get into the text. Deuteronomy 8.18. Deuteronomy 8.18 says, And you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant, which he swore to your fathers as it is this day. Right now, you receive the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, and there is nothing that I'm going to say that you will misunderstand Amen. or misconstrue. Yes. Everything that I'm saying, you're going to understand it by revelation and by the spirit, Amen. and not by the limitation of your mind, Amen. in Jesus' name. Amen. He says, and you shall remember the Lord your God. This is Moses speaking to Israel when they're on the brink of getting into the promised land. And he's saying, uh, guys, you've been slaves for 400 years. Mm. In addition, you spent 40 years going around in the wilderness with nothing. You, you don't know how anything works, but mm. you're about to get into a land of milk and honey where you're going to inherit lands, houses, estates that you did not build. Mm. And now he's setting the agenda for them. And he says, you shall remember the Lord your God. How many people forget God just because oh, yes. they landed on a little bit of money? Oh, yeah. For it is he who gives you power to get wealth. He does not give you wealth. Stop praying for money. 
Prayer is not in the success equation. Prayer is in the revelation equation. Tables are shaking. Success begins when you start implementing the wisdom you acquired while praying. For those who are continuing to pray for money, you are accusing Jeff Bezos of being the greatest intercessor on earth. <laughs> Stop praying for money. God does not print dollar notes or shilling notes. He is not a money launderer. But he gives you power yeah. to get wealth. God doesn't give you power to stay average. He doesn't give you power to become broke. He gives you power to get wealth. And, and then there is the purpose. It says that he may establish his covenant, yes. which he swore to your fathers as it is this day. He's speaking to Israel, but it pertains to us, I will show us as I will show us shortly. So he says that he may establish his covenant, which means that the covenant is already there. If you are saved, if you are locally, if you are in Christ, if you are Christian, and you have been saved and washed by the blood of Jesus, you're already in the covenant yes. of God in Christ. Mm. The point is, is it established? Yes. Because Israel had a covenant, mm. ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Mm. but they had not entered the promised land. Yes. The promised land is not heaven. Because we sing those songs. I'm on my way to Canaan's land. I'm on my way, praise the Lord. I'm on my way. And we think that that promised land is heaven. Wait, when they entered the promised land, they had to fight. Yes. There is not going to be any fighting in heaven. Yes. They had to take territory. The promised land is the believer who has understood the promises of God in your life right now. So, you may be in the covenant of Christ, but it is not established. Yes. yes. You may be in the covenant of Christ, but when there's nothing to show in your life that actually Jesus is your sibling. <laughs> and that you have access to everything he has access to. So, he says that he may establish his covenant, which he swore to your fathers as it is this day. Which covenant is this? Which covenant is this that requires wealth? Because he says, I'm giving you the power to, to get, get wealth that I can establish a covenant which I swore to your fathers. Now, you will quickly find out that the Ten Commandments don't require you to have money. Totally. So that's not the one. In fact, the presence of money will likely compromise your yeah. capacity to keep yeah. those laws even more. That, that's why some people think so you'd rather be broke, you'd probably be holier than the people with money. So the covenant we are talking about is not the, the, old, the covenant of Sinai, the Ten Commandments. No. You, look, you shall have no other gods but me. Do you need money to fulfill that? No. no. Uh, do not make images. Do you need money to fulfill that? No. no. In fact, if you have money, you might start you making them. Uh, <laughs> you shall not kill. Do you need money to fulfill that? You shall not commit adultery. You shall not. No, you don't need money for all of that. There is one covenant that God swore to the fathers of Israel, which without money you are not able to fulfill, and that is in you all the nations shall be blessed. That's the one. And I'm going to show it to you. Genesis 12 1 to 3. Uh, Pastor Bithy, read for us. Now the Lord had said to Abram, get out of your country, from your family, and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. Mm -hmm. I will make you a great nation. 
I will bless you and make your name great and you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and I will curse him who curses you. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Wow. Mm -hmm. So that's the first time God uses that statement with Abraham. In you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. This is a covenant of grace because Abraham hadn't done anything good for God to come and say, I'm choosing this one and I'm going to bless him. That's the same thing with you as we are going to find out soon. Uh, Angela, could you read for us Genesis 22 verse 18 where God repeats this to Abraham after he asked him to sacrifice Isaac and then God brought out the lamb and sacrificed the lamb instead. Yes. Genesis 22 verse 18 says, In your seed all the nations of the earth shall be blessed because you have obeyed my voice. Because you have obeyed my voice. I'm going to go into two other texts where God speaks to Isaac mm -hmm. and then to Jacob the same. But let me warn you in advance so that when you get there you see it because I may not have time to keep explaining it. For both of them, the reason he blesses them is not their obedience. Yes. It's the obedience of Abraham. It's the obedience of Abraham that causes both Isaac and Jacob to be blessed. So God is setting a precedent because he's going to bless you and I, yes. not based on our obedience, but on the obedience of Christ. Yes. So the precedence gets set here. So now read for us, uh, read for us Genesis 26, 3 to 5, and then I'm going to explain this verse because, look, these are scriptures that I've known. I wrote a book out of them, but as I was re reading this again this morning, yes. early this morning, it completely knocked me off mm. because the Bible is an endless mine of it revelation. Is. It, is. it totally knocked me off because I saw things that I'd never seen before. Mm. But read for us and then we'll, we'll share. Genesis 26 from verse 3. Dwell in this land, and I will be with you and bless you. For to you and your descendants I give all these lands, and I will perform the oath which I swore to Abraham your father. And I will make your descendants mm -hmm. multiply as the stars of heaven. I will give to your descendants all these lands, and in your seed, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed. Watch because that next part. Uh -huh. Because Abraham obeyed my voice and kept my charge, my commandments, my statutes, and my laws. Wow. Okay. Because Abraham, because Abraham obeyed. Because Abraham. That, that's why he says, says, I will perform the oath which I swore to Abraham, your father. Now, some people don't know that the blessing is generational. Mm. The blessing is generational. That's why people who have some sort of wisdom, however little, understand that wealth is generational. Mm. This idea of having one rich person and then the next generations are broke doesn't make sense. No. Those nations we admire and we are fighting and praying and fasting to God for visas to go live there, they are like that because they've built their wealth over generations. Yes. When we spend all our money buying trinkets and sending it to China, we can't build a nation like that. So we have to gain understanding and understand that it is your divine kingdom responsibility to set the financial agenda for your children and children's children because that's what the Bible says. 
So it's cross-generational. So he says, I'll perform the oath which I swore to your, to Abraham, your father. And then says, in, in your seed all the nations shall be blessed. And then he says, because Abraham obeyed my voice. God is going to bless Isaac on account of Abraham's obedience. And do you know how Abraham obeyed God? Because of the word God spoke to him. Because faith comes by hearing. hearing and Abraham yes. is called the, the, the father, father of, faith of faith because God spoke a word to him which he responded to. That's why Paul writes in Romans 4 and says that what has Abraham our father found concerning, uh, concerning faith? He has nothing to boast about. Yes. Why? Because if God had spoken to Lot instead of Abraham, would be reading Lot right now as the father of faith. Yes. So uh, just switch on, switch on, switch on. People, we are going deep this hey, morning. Hey, hey, hey. Hey. Angela, go ahead and read for us Genesis 28. Verses 13 to 14, something mega is coming up. Mega. Switch on. Okay, let's go. <laughs> and behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord God of Abraham, your father, and the God of Isaac. The land on which you lie, I will give to you and your descendants. Also, your descendants shall be as the dust of the earth. You shall spread abroad to the west and the east, to the north and the south. And in you and in your seed, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Now you see that he has repeated this four yes. times. Yes. Twice to Abraham, yes. once to Isaac, once to Jacob. Now here is the thing. <laughs> Ooh, this is what knocked me out. Hmm? It's right there in verse 13. Go to verse 13. Say, and behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord God of Abraham, your father. Aha. He's not your grandfather. Your father. And the God of Isaac. Was Abraham Jacob's father? No. No. Abraham was Jacob's grandfather, grandfather. but the scriptures don't call him Jacob's father. Mm. Rather, grandfather. Grandfather. Yes. This is it. The Lord God of Abraham, your father, and the God of Isaac. And yet Isaac was his real father. Yes. To show you that when God is operating the blessing, oh he starts with one person, and the idea is to bless down the road, but the reference will always be the original, the original person who received that blessing. He says, I am the Lord God of Abraham, your father, and the God of Isaac. <laughs> <laughs> now, this is about to get really Hear interesting. Bring it. Bring it, please. We're ready for you. Maybe not. If you're getting some revelation of sorts on online, type it, type it to the mm, comments. Yeah. It, it, yeah, says, been coming. it says, I'm the Lord God of Abraham. Your father. You see, this is what I've been saying. God is setting a precedent. Mm. He's going to bless us on account of you see, he doesn't bless you on account of Dr. Tusu. No. <laughs> he blesses you on account of Abraham. So Goes all the way back to Abraham. Through we Christ. Blame our fathers for where we are. Yeah, the whole generation. The whole generation thing. That's uh, why, yeah, that's yeah. why all the Jews are insanely blessed financially. Yeah. Because it just works. It goes all the way back. They and they, they believe it. it. They know it and they believe it. Yeah. And for us who have been grafted in by faith and we don't believe it. And we... oh. Now let me blow your mind with this one. Oh. Matthew 1.1, 1, 1, the very first verse of the New Testament. Mm. The book 
of the genealogy of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the, the son of Abraham. The son. That's where you come in. Yes. Ha. 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 He said, I'm the Lord God, the, 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 the God of your father, Abraham. And then it says, Jesus Christ is the son of Abraham. Now, for those of you who might not have started thinking broadly about this, you may want to know that this genealogy connects Christ to Abraham by faith, as in by adoption. Because when you go down it, it ends with Joseph. But Joseph was not Jesus' father. So just the same way they are grafting Jesus into Abraham's family, it's, it's God is, is, is steering direction. So God is whatever to, to bless us. Yes. He's like, I can't be three. Tell him Abraham. But let me first bring Christ into Abraham. And once be three is in Christ. She's in Abraham. And that's confirmed by Paul in Galatians 3, 8 to 9. Give it to me. It says, and the scripture for us. No, Angela, read it. And the scripture foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles by faith, preach the gospel to Abraham beforehand, saying, in you all the nations shall be blessed. Uh-huh. So then, those who, be gone. Yeah. So then those who are of faith are blessed with believing Abraham. The same way Jacob was blessed because of Abraham. He doesn't tell Jacob, I'm the God of your father, Isaac. No, no, no. He says, I'm the God of your father, Abraham. It's the same way Jesus was blessed. You see, Jesus was so blessed that when there was food for five people, he could feed 10,000 with it. That's what I call the blessing. It multiplies resources. Now, some of you, are, you've been so carnal that even when we talk these things, your spirit, your, your soul is seared. You, you, you don't get it. You, you, you're used to just fighting for survival, fighting for your yeah. space. What? You don't know how to live life. Yeah. And we are going to teach you. Because, sorry if I, I sound not so pastoral this morning. Okay. <laughs> but this is an area I'm very passionate about yes. because I know that there is no whole gospel if we don't talk about economics. Yes. The reason most people live unrighteous lives that are dishonorable to God is the pursuit of money. It's yes. economics. It's luck. Yes. The reason people are prostituting their bodies is luck. The reason people are searing their conscience and signing things they shouldn't be signing, it's luck. It's a, a, a lack mentality. Some, it's not luck that is manifested, but you know when you have a lack mentality, mm -hmm. e even when you, there is never enough. You, 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 you'll have everything you need and you'll still go and, and ask for a bribe to get more, I don't yes. know for what purpose. Because you have the lack mentality. Mm. And these are people who are in churches. These are people who were baptized and confirmed by the bishop. These are people who should be doing the opposite. Yes. But because the enemy has convinced the church that money is not important. Mm. So we come here and talk about the abomination of the desolation at the holy place while people are messing up out there at work, unable to build businesses that last generations. That's why we are going to deal with this thing head on. Yes. Totally. Totally. So he says, the same way he told Jacob, I'm the God of your father, Abraham. Not the God of your father, Isaac. It's the same way he talks to Jesus. I'm the God of your father, Abraham. Mm. And then he comes here and says, the father scripture Abraham for us, for us seeing, 
that God would justify not the Jews. The Gentiles. The Gentiles by faith. By faith, not by blood. The Jews, it's by blood. In other words, it doesn't work for you if you don't believe it. Yes. Preached the gospel to Abraham beforehand saying, open quote. In other words, as far as God is concerned, this is the gospel. In you, Abraham, all the nations shall be blessed. Close quote. And then says, those who are of faith, that's Mose, Angela B3. Yes. Timo, Matan, Flores. Oh, by the way, I didn't send greetings to my Baba. You don't have a Baba. Oh, but, uh, I wait, wait, wait. Barber. Ba, oh, I'm sorry, we're in I thought like Baba Mulusoga. Benaide. Benaide. I have a Baba. <laughs> I have a special Baba. This Baba is so awesome. They work for only one person. I'm their only client. Ooh, oh so exclusive. No, nobody else yeah. can receive this kind of service. Oh, so uh, I, I really want to send out regards to my Berber, and that's Mrs. Ari Mukisa. Back to the point. Those who are of faith. Blessed with believing Abraham. They are blessed the same way Abraham is blessed. Yes. And he says in Galatians 3.29, if you are Christ's, in other words, if you belong to Christ, oh, no. then you are Abraham's seed, just like Isaac, Jacob, and Jesus. Yes. And heirs, according to the promise, which is in you. All the nations shall be blessed. Do you know how hard it is to bless your neighbor when you don't have money? I know. I know. Very well. Now, we haven't yet talked about nations here. Yeah. <laughs> We're not about next door neighbor. Yes. How do you bless Uganda? When you're broke, the only person you think about is you. Yourself. When your, your children's fees are not paid, the only, you're not thinking about paying the neighbor's kids' no. fees. No. When you are two months behind on rent, no. the last person on your mind to bless is your neighbor's rent. My God, my God. Okay, let, let me finish this section because this, this, this is too much. Then it says, so, well, what's the gospel? In you, all the all nations. The nations. That's the covenant he swore to Abraham. It is for that reason that he gives you the power, power to, to get, get wealth so that in you, all the nations might be blessed. And that's why he says in verse 8, take me back, verse 8, he says, first thing, God would justify the Gentiles by faith. Because he says, there the Lord commanded the blessing, Psalm 133b, life forevermore, eternal life. The blessing is not money. The blessing is eternal life. For the nations to receive eternal life, which is the covenant God saw to Abraham. It's right here. Justify the Gentiles by faith. In other words, the Gentiles receiving Christ. Creation of wealth is necessary, essential. Yes, me you, teacher, you me say teacher. something. At the beginning of this year, God told my husband and I, 
he, so the verse, give and it shall come back to you. Mm. Pressed down, you shake it together, what, what? Running all over. Running all over. So people think of that verse and they're like, let me give and money is going to fall from heaven. So this is what God said. He said, this is how I'm going to bless you. I'm going to bless you through your work. He was very specific. I'm going to bless you through your work. Okay, it was good to receive that word. But right there, he's retelling us that he's giving us the power to get wealth. So my husband and I are like, okay, how do we get wealth? We do masterminds. And this is the thing. We are bringing a bit of heaven. We we are opening people's eyes. Okay? And as we are doing the masterminds, money is coming. Money is coming. That, I mean, we did, it wasn't a thing of, oh my gosh, we're going to get blessed, sit at home, look at each other in, in the eyes. As and, you wait you know, for the blessing. As you wait for that. It's like, he's like, now go. Okay? Okay. So now it means that we had to be deliberate yeah. about being professional, about starting the masterminds so that we could get wealth, so that the establishment of his of the covenant, covenant that through us, me, because I'm a son of Abraham, Father Abraham had many sons, and many see, sons had Father Abraham, I'm one of them, could no, be so established. Are you, yes. And, and you see, as long as all the nations have not yet received eternal life. life. The covenant is written, but it is not established. established. That's why when Jesus sends us to make disciples, he says, God disciple all the nations. He had nations in mind. And to disciple nations, he gives you the power to get wealth so that you can reach nations. That's why you can't sit on your business idea. Okay. So, let, let, I'm about to get back to you. Let, let, me, let me finish this thought here. I want you, what I want you to lo- log into your mind is the gospel, the gospel is in you, all the nations shall be blessed. Look for it in. Jesus is establishing his, uh, portfo- his port- not portfolio, what is this thing? This thing politicians put out when they are going on campaigns, never mind, they may not mean much of it. Posters. Manifesto, manifesto. <laughs> so it says, this is Jesus' manifesto. The spirit of the Lord is upon me. Pastor Bith, read it for me. It's right there. Luke 4, 18. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind mm. and to set at liberty those who are oppressed. Okay. The, just take back to 18. Now let's... So this is Jesus. He's telling us what he's going to do. Now remember what is the gospel? In you. In you. All the nations. All the nations. That's what you're telling the poor. So he, he says... Are you oh poor? Gosh. Are you oh poor? Gosh, oh gosh, oh I have, oh gosh, I have good oh news gosh, for you. Can you imagine? Yeah. <laughs> That's why it was too bad. In well, you, all the nations shall be blessed. Me, like, how do you connect the two? But why would he tell that to the poor if he meant some speech or something? Because he's about to bless the poor hey! out of their poverty. Hey! Hey! If you're, yeah, of course it's wealth. Now, can you, can you be a blessing when you're broke? <laughs> no. No, it's hard. 
it's hard. I'm about to ask, to ask you to share the other story you shared with us. But, but I want you to first look at this. Uh, for your own safety, let's assume uh, this is the good side, this is the bad side, okay? Okay? Yeah, in fact, both of you is the good side, this is the bad side. So he says, he has anointed me, okay? Christ. He says, preach the gospel poor. Huh? Heal broken hearted. Okay. Liberty captives. When you are captive, when you are captive, those who watch movies, eh? too many movies perhaps, you are tied down, what, what? What do you need? Do you need food? No. Do you need perfume? Wow, that's very bad. It might help, but... Do you need... Do you need someone to send you romantic texts? <laughs> so bad. That's a <laughs> What do you need? You, you need, to, need be to be Liberty. set free. Liberty. You get what I'm saying? Yes. When you're if you're broken hearted, some people have been broken hearted before. Yeah. What do you need? Do you need food? No, so don't stop eating because you're going to get fat out of depression. <laughs> what do you need when you're broken hearted? Healing. healing. In other words, healing is the exact opposite of brokenness. Mm. Liberty is the exact opposite of captivity. Mm. Sight. Ah, uh-uh, you guys are the good side. Yes. Sight. The exact opposite Blind. of blindness. Then liberty to those who are oppressed. oppressed. Then he says, gospel is your side. Poor oh, is this side. So it takes a special kind of, I will not say the word, to get confused about what the gospel actually is. Oh, yeah. Next verse. <laughs> G- give me, give me, give me, give me, give me Luke 7.22. Uh, read, read it, read 7.22. Jesus answered and said to them, go and tell John the things you have seen and heard uh-huh. that the blind see, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, the poor have the gospel preached to them. Yep. Okay, for purposes of emphasis, I will repeat the exercise. <laughs> Your side is the good side, my side, side is, is the, the bad. bad side. Okay? So what does it say? The blind. Blind? See. See. Okay, when you're blind, do you need uh, someone whose anointing is for hearing to come and lay hands on you? <laughs> what, what do you need? Sight. You need to see. You need to see. Okay. Uh-huh. Lame. What do the lame do? They need to walk. walk. When you're lame, <laughs> do you need uh, someone who is going around praying for dumb people to speak? Oh, a romantic text for that. But no. <laughs> lepers, lepers are... Cleansed. So, yes. let, if my side is lepers, uh-huh. your side is cleansed. cleansed. Uh-huh. Deaf, my side, hearing yeah. your side. Uh-huh. Dead. 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 Raised. Raised. When you're dead, eh? <laughs> you don't need food. You, you don't need shelter. Okay? You don't even need perfume. You need resurrection. So, yes. the dead are raised. Mm. Ah. And what does it say? The, the poor. Poor. poor what? Gospel. Gospel. Is it donations that side? No. no. Donations. Donations? No. United Nations? No. 
Uh, UNICEF? No. UNAIDS? No. UNESCO? No. And other UNs? No. What do the poor need? The poor don't need donations. The poor don't need uh, whatever it is. The poor need the gospel because the gospel is in you. In you poor. All the nations shall be blessed. Does, what, what are the implications of that? You are about to get out of your poverty. So much so that you will be a blessing to nations. Look, blindness, rather sight is not an improved form of blindness. Like if you think about it, sight is so radically, diametrically opposite blindness that you can't put them on the same scale. You can't say on one opposite end of the scale is blindness and slowly, slowly you get to sight. Neither is life an improvement version of death. You can't say, no, he's there half dead. There is no scale. It's the exact opposite. So when they say poor and they say gospel, you can be sure they are talking about the kind of wealth that doesn't take care of only you, but is a... Yes. That when you receive the gospel, you're receiving the power to bless nations. So then what, what does that say about a gospel that doesn't address economics? It's, gospel. it's a bit like saying you have a, a, a clinic for eyesight, but you don't deal in eyes. Uh, you don't... You, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's a bit like saying that for you are in dead raising ministry, but you never raise any dead. So it's impossible to talk about a gospel. Yeah, it's, it's a joke. That's why the church has been a joke for all this time. Oh, no. And even the non-believers know we're a total joke. Oh, no. <laughs> because we are preaching a gospel that doesn't address the very thing that the gospel is supposed to address, which is poverty. Yes. Tell the story. I'll tell the story. Five and nine months ago, maybe, maybe around five years ago, I had given birth to my son. Amara, shout outs wherever you are. And after you give birth, they give you this card for vaccinations. And there are probably like 12 or 15, there are many. Each time would go, I'll just say anything. My son is vaccinated. Then this particular time, there's a certain vaccine that disappeared. And so, you know, come back next week, come back the other week, come back the other week. And then we found out that you can actually buy the vaccine at particular places. The cost of this vaccine is 250,000 Uganda shillings. So I turned to my husband and I'm like, 250,000 Uganda shillings? How come we've been getting it free? free? So he said, the reason you're able to get all these vaccines free, or at like a reduced price of 10,000 shillings, 5K, is because there is someone that has already paid for them. <laughs> and then I found out about the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Foundation. And the fact that we are getting lots of vaccinations for free because someone has paid. That we're getting mosquito nets. Mm for free, eh? 
because someone oh, has offered oh, 10k. Never assume that mosquito net costs it's, 10k. Yes, yes. All that, even birth control for ladies. You literally go into a clinic and they give you. So I keep asking him, what's the actual cost? And whenever he tells me the actual cost, my mind is blown because there's someone who has made wealth so that generations upon generations. Because I was asking Emma, how are the people in the village accessing this vaccine when it is lost? They are not. They are not. They are totally not. And I'm like, my God, I'm a son of God. These are the things I need to be thinking yes. about. I need to make wealth. Said people go to school for free, yes. to yeah. good schools for free. That thing, that's why we need to be wealthy. That's why I cannot be humble about my wealth making because in me, nations have to be blessed. Yes. Yes. This read for us, uh, Second Corinthians nine eight. Second Corinthians nine eight. Eight nine. Eight nine. Mm. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that you through his poverty might become rich. So now when you put all of this together, from where we started, gives ah. the power to get wealth, to establish his covenant. Yes. And it says, blessing Isaac on account of Abraham, blessing Jacob on account of Abraham, blessing Jesus on account of Abraham. And then for us, we are crafted, grafted into Jesus because Jesus, here, here, can I tell you something? He wasn't Jewish. No. Oh my gosh. Yeah. His no. father wasn't Jewish. His okay, father no. is from heaven and he's the father of all mankind. Yes. yes. So he's, he's both Jewish and Gentile. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> so we get, we get pressed in there. It says, if you are of faith, you are blessed with believing Abraham. Mm. And says, this is the impact of the gospel. It eliminates poverty. Just the same way sight eliminates blindness. And then says, this is the grace of our Lord. He was rich. For your sake, he became poor that you through his poverty might become, might be made rich. rich. That's why he says, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. prospers. That's why he yeah. says in Proverbs 10, 22, the blessing of the Lord makes, makes one, one rich and he adds no sorrow Oof. with it. So I have not yet understood the person who smuggled poverty into the church's theology yes. and said that poverty is actually a godly thing. Because the blessing doesn't make you broke. It's the curse yes. which brings want. poverty. The blessing is the opposite of the curse. And the blessing makes one rich, the curse makes one poor. And when you're blessed, he adds no sorrow with it. Proverbs 10, 15 says, the rich man's wealth is his strong city. The destruction of the poor is their poverty. There's a reason why the, the life expectancy is higher in nations where they eat bad food. For us, we eat organic. Yes. They, they don't exercise. For us, we walk around. It is, and they have a higher life expectancy than ours by several years. Yeah. The destruction of the poor 
Is there poverty? People are dying of poverty and we are here preaching the gospel that doesn't address the economic question. We should repent as the church and deal with this issue. He says the rich rules over the poor. And the borrower is servant to the lender. This is a very bad situation. So if you want to be stepped on, embrace poverty. Uh, 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 I'm just going to let you speak into this before I bring out the last bullet. This is the one that's going to knock the last unbelief out of people's minds. Amen. You know, this thing is very personal for me because I believed the lie of poverty. And I didn't know. That's the thing. And I think there are many people watching who are like that. Like, when they ask you at the core, you don't say that poverty is good, but your actions are saying the same. Mm. Two things for me. First of all, as you talked about Jesus and where he came from. Mm. When you read Revelation, Chris Vallotton talks about in his book, Poverty, Riches and Wealth, how heaven, if you read Revelation, the streets are paved with gold. That's a picture of abundance. If you have some gold on your hand, you know how much it costs. Take a small and carrots, okay? That's pavement in heaven. The, the gate is made of a big pearl. You know how rare real pearls are. That a God who lives in extravagance would then tell his children, whom he calls beloved, to live in poverty. There's a problem with that picture. It's it, the two don't mix. Mm. But for me, the thing that hurts me is, is what you're talking about, is that when I embrace, if you've embraced poverty at whatever level, like if you're not working with your hands, you're not learning about financial principles, because the more you learn financial principles, they are easy. They are so easy. It's so easy to become wealthy. And because the children of God, we have not embraced it, he's using the others who are, yeah. who are available to learn to do the principles. But let me tell you, if you've embraced poverty by continuing to refuse to save, not understanding and learning whatever it is, you are part of, of, the, of the, I don't know what word I want to use. You are part of, you're propagating death in your generation. You're propagating destruction in your generation because the destruction of the, uh, poverty is the destruction of the poor is that I am part of this mess, that God has yes. entrusted me in my generation. And I've been annoyed because I've been like, guys, how come, how come we don't know these things? How come we've been deceived? Of course it's a systemic problem. Of course the devil is behind this. Because we defend, one of the things that breaks my heart now that I know what I know, is Christians who defend poverty. Oh. You mm. get onto a post and start talking about your spiritual poverty, your spiritual wealth. Go to the supermarket and use it. To, go and tell the mother who is dying while giving birth and tell them about spiritual, spiritual wealth. Go and tell that child who got polio. Go and tell that mother who is burying their baby. Go and tell that, that, that person who's watching their mother die of cancer because we don't have a cancer, a cancer machine. And tell them your nonsense about spiritual poverty. Spiritual that is wealth. not the gospel that God brought for us to embrace. And I'm telling you as one who genuinely did not even know that I was embracing this thing. But do you know how you know? If today you listen to this and you just go away and do nothing, and you think that, me, I don't know, spiritual, I'm okay, but you're broke. Who are you helping? Who is grateful to know that you're alive? Whose future are you changing? Which generation are you touching? What are you doing? So for me, this thing became very personal because I'm like, <sighs> um, children of God, listen to this. Listen to this. Why must we become wealthy? Because God cannot establish his covenant. Yeah. He cannot if we remain poor. He cannot. Wow. <laughs> Woo. Mm. 
And Kaliso Liso this to have a Kasembayo. Romans 12, 2. Angela, read it for us. And do not mm. be conformed mm. to this world. Yeah. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That you may prove what is that good and acceptable and, and perfect, perfect will of God. Now let me ask you again. Let me do comparisons like I did earlier. Mm. Let's assume your side is the good one. Mm. My side is the bad one. Okay? Let's say this side is the world mm -hmm. and that side is heaven. heaven. Mm. Yeah? Mm. Which side is poverty? Uh, the world. The world. Yeah. Is there a poverty in heaven? No. So when they say do not be conformed to this world, does that include being conformed to poverty? No. Yes, yes. Yeah, totally. yeah, do not be conformed to, to poverty. poverty. It is in the world. Yes. It's in the world. Yes. What is in the world? Poverty, poverty or wealth? Poverty. poverty is in the world. So it says, do not be conformed to this world. It includes the poverty mentality. In a, and says, but be transformed. Change of form. Metamorphosed. Caterpillar to butterfly. butterfly. How? By the renewing of your mind. So what are you being transformed into? If, if, heaven, if the heavenly environment is a wealthy environment and the world we live in is full of... That's why Jesus said the poor will always be with you. Why? Yes. He knows that in this world, this broken world is full of brokenness and poverty. And then he says, do not allow. Yes. Do not be conformed. In Muruganda, Omanya Katiba. Akakwata. Akatiba. Akatiba. No, 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 no. Akatiba is where... When you're making bricks oh, 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 or oh, blocks, oh, yes, 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 yes. Or, uh, what's that thing called? Like a mold. A mold. A mold. A mold. Mm. That's why some Bibles say, don't be conformed to the patterns of this world. Mm. It's a mold. When you want to make a rectangular brick, you, you make a, a rectangular, rectangular mold. mold. If you've seen these paving pavers, yes. they are different shapes. Yeah. The shape of the paver is determined by the shape of the mold. Mm. Now, don't make a rectangular mold and expect round pavers. That's asking wow. too much, even of God. <laughs> so, if you're not renewing your mind towards the wealthy environment of heaven, you, you're conforming. To the pattern, the pattern of this world is poverty. Yeah. And every time you defend, embrace, encourage, or allow, lie down and acknowledge defeat, poverty, you have conformed to this world and you need to be transformed by the renewal. And when you renew your mind, it says that you will prove the you good, prove. Yes. acceptable, and perfect will yes. of God, which is what? I desire that you may, be, you may prosper mm. and be in wealth even as your soul prospers. That's. Mm section one of this amazing series. We are going to be back on Sunday. We are taking no prisoners. No. This one we are serious. Yes. We shall see this nation and these nations changed for the glory of God. Our people shall get out of poverty and we shall not be a part of the poverty mentality and story. I can hear the sound of a new generation. 
Thank you for listening to this teaching. We hope that you've been blessed by the Worship Harvest Sermon Series. For more teachings and other resources, visit www.worshipharvest.org or call 0393-281-555. That is 0393-281-555.